Good day, everyone. This is Vince Hawkins. And this is Bill Molden. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. All right. Cue music. <laughs> we are coming to you today uh, from our office here where we shoot our podcast. And I'm telling you, today Bill preached a message that was, I'd say, reminiscent of maybe mid-90s a yeah. little bit in our fellowship. The title was In Search of of life. We're still in the book of Ephesians. He preached from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 19. And if you haven't heard the sermon yet, you might want to stop and check it out because this is one you don't want to miss. Bill, you did a fantastic job today on that passage, but I'm interested. Well, how did you come to in search of life? Yeah. And when you're, when you're going through Ephesians, you know, you're, you're constantly reminded that you know certain certain sins and entrapments keep coming up in Paul's language. Mm. You know, like he he kind of goes and you know, and I I try to make a point of this uh, at the beginning where he is he is absolutely insistent yeah. on this point. Yeah, and you start to question why, especially when it comes down to impurity and greed. Because as Americans, we tend to not make that such a big deal. Yeah. And so trying to ask the question, why are those things, the things that Paul, not only in this chapter, but especially as we get into chapter five, why is it those things that 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 he keeps bringing up? And I think it's because it, it's what it really is in search of. They're searching for genuine life, but the best the world can offer is impurity. Mm -hmm. The best the world can offer is greed. And so I think that's why I I wanted to try to start this conversation. And my real hope was that we would take, take this lens of, okay, all of these sins, which are so easily to get caught up in, they're all in search for something. Yeah. Um, and again, I think, uh, as, as we continue to develop, uh, our study in Ephesians, I think that'll come out more and more. Yeah, I, I thought you did a great job, and of course, uh, not, you know, what one of the things that makes preaching, um, you know, it helps people to connect, but remember more is when you share something personally. And today, uh, you shared a very, <laughs> oh uh, very personal story, uh, which I, I got to be honest with you, you just typically don't see ministers get this raw and share this um, vulnerably. Uh, and it was the story you shared about, you know, first of all, you thank God that you, like me, that we weren't baptized in the age hey, of internet so readily available right, no at the palm, in the palm of our hands. But you talked about impurity, just your own personal battle with impurity, struggle with impurity. And, uh, and of course, then that infamous week where you, I assume it was, it was several days, right? Where yeah. you are battling with this, 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 uh, porn magazines. Right. Do, are those things still even made today? Magazines? I, I have no idea. <laughs> so, but, uh, we don't really care, but, uh, but you talked about the magazine and how you, uh, intended to, uh, you know, get rid. But I think uh, you know one of the things you shared with me a little bit earlier that you were wrestling even with sharing yeah. that story. I, mean, I thought maybe you could speak to that because it's good for people to hear how the minister wrestles sometimes, even with what he's going to share and preach. 
Yeah, and I I think that's a great question because I think this really comes down to what do we risk with people we want to impact anyway? Yeah. You know, as disciple makers, we're kind of always, you know, we tend to think more more if I have enough knowledge, if I have enough information, if I know how to say the study in the right way. Yeah. Uh and that's honestly the same thing I was wrestling with with the sermon today because I had so much more background stuff which would would have tickled the ears of all my fellow Bible nerds and <laughs> you know and uh and really and, and I think that has a place. But God just kept reminding me that that I was a slave. Mm. The very sin that Paul seems to harp on, I understand because I was its prisoner. Yeah. And it took it took the cross. It took me coming before the cross and realizing that if you were to strip that momentary pleasure away, what does sin look like? It looks like a beaten, broken, bloody man nailed to the cross, not mm. for something he did, but for something I was continually doing very well said Bill. and uh and i think as i started to come to grips with my need to tell that part of my background uh you know i you, you always try to do it in a you don't want to tell them everything that you're doing <laughs> but you want to you don't want to leave too much to the imagination and yeah. and it's something i'm so ashamed of sure and it's so embarrassing and uh and yet unfortunately that's the stuff that if you give it to God, he'll redeem it. He will yeah. give that embarrassing, awful reality, and he redeems it and says, I'm going to use that to help people now. And, uh, you know, and I, I do appreciate the fact that you did equate this back to kind of the preaching you and I grew up on yeah. spiritually yeah. Uh, that didn't have a lot of sophistication because we weren't very sophisticated. <laughs> I mean, right. like the old man in the movement was like 30, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, we weren't polished. We weren't anything other than raw. And I think and I think that, you know, I, I'm glad I was able to, to listen to the Spirit because I do think we need a little bit of that. Although it, it's so hard because... That it would be so easy to dress up that, but I think talking about it's good because if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what does God want to use in me to impact someone else? It's honestly, it's that stuff. That's right. That's it, right. It's your own dumpster story. That's exactly right. I love that. X, well said. I think it really speaks to just uh, you know j- just align you throughout and passing you know in your sermon. And, um, you know, you said Americans, after, of course, you did a phenomenal job of talking about just how in, in, in that passage, you know, consider who's in the audience, the Jews and the Gentiles. And Paul says, you should no longer live like the Gentiles. And every Gentile in the audience is looking around going, well, that'd be us, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know or that. That's what we used to be. That's I right. love that you even, you know, we, we talked in staff about, man, wouldn't that be a struggle if you're sitting in the audience and you ask the question, actually, would that be a struggle? I think you're right. I think the Gentiles in the room went, that's right. Because whoever we were, we're not that anymore. That's right. God is more focused on the new humanity. I think that's good for us 
to definitely focus on during these times as Americans because we're constantly being pulled back to all the things that can divide us. That's all right. All the things that's we, right. We, we want to go to our our camps, be it Republican, Democrat, Black, White, Asian, you, you yeah, name you it, name whatever. It. Yeah, we want to go to our camps, and and what God is trying to do is something new, a new humanity. And I love that you talked about that. Um, Anyway, yeah, and I I think that's good because I think, uh, you know, someone someone actually uh, in their response to the sermon came up and just said, uh, you know, thank you because you reminded me we're all equal before the cross. That's right. right. And I think that's where the new humanity, the the new the new people that we're supposed to be. That's where it all starts. And I think I think that's that's why we need to use all the unfortunate moments of our own story you know the stuff that that we're kind of broken about that that's the stuff in god's hands he goes man i'm gonna use that and i'm gonna help other people through that you know bill this is so good i mean i know we've talked about this before but i i do think that that we're trying to even in the christian world we're trying to put a band-aid on everything by you know talking about uh, justice and all of these things and right, but really it is. I appreciate that response. It is at the foot of the cross where we're all equal. It is at the foot of the cross is the only place where we'll find true justice. And you asked that question today. We're searching for justice. We're searching for a better life. We're searching for this and that, but but we haven't really defined it. Right. We're not. What lens are we looking through? That's right. Uh, to define this, so maybe you can. Speak on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and again, I think not only are we all equal uh, before the foot of the cross, we're all equal in the fact that everyone is searching yeah. for that life and what that life is. We don't know. We just know that there's something in us that's like, I'm just not satisfied. I'm just, it's never enough. I mean, you and I have talked about, like, you know, how do we know when we get to justice? Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, how do, and what's the difference between our version of justice and vengeance? Yeah. You know, and how do we, you know, because again, who's going to define that? Yeah. And here, and here that's, once again, I think that's where uh, my hope is, is that before the cross and before the fact that we're all searching, that's where all of us are the same. Yeah, you know, it's it was true for for everyone growing up in North County. It's true for everyone growing out in St. Charles Camp, uh, growing up in St. Charles County. Mm-hmm. It, it's it the same impulses, the same desires, the same needs, the same mistakes. Yeah, and and yet the same Savior mm. for both. Well, that's what makes your personal story so powerful because no one can listen to that story and not relate it to themselves. Amen. That that story wasn't a that wasn't a, a white guy story, a no. black guy story. It's not an Asian guy story. That's a human story. You know what I mean? It's a human story of everyone dealing with impurity. Greed is not limited to the rich. Some of the greediest people in the world are poor. So true. Greedy, greed captures us all, as does impurity, which I believe is why Paul hammered. Not only was it something that was being dealt with in, of course, Artemis, the the Ephesians, the community, the world, the first century world, you know, they were dealing with these things, but we're dealing with them as well 
today. Amen. And in our search, you said this passing line, I talked about it, but you said, we all want to get better, but we never get well. Yeah, And I think that's the invitation. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where we have to really reflect, you know, has all the ranting mm. made you better? Yeah. You know, has, has all the investment uh, into self-help and, you know, all the, all the things that we're prescribing, does that really make us well? Mm. Um, it, and it just can't because you, almost everything that you're searching for is spiritual. Yeah. And it's just getting confused with the flesh, and and so I think I think yeah I think the 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 challenge for us and even as we study the rest of Ephesians is just to keep that in mind that this church was not off the rails it was it was it was actually doing pretty well but it was in the middle yeah. of the most human element of them all like I want and I'm searching for what I want I can't really tell you what I want, but I think it's this and I think it's that. And Paul is just like, listen, that's darkened. That's, that's futile. It's, it's just, it's a mindset on nothing. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're listening to this and kind of going, man, I'm trying a lot of stuff and not getting any better. Right. Uh, I just want to challenge. It's because you're turning to the wrong things. You, there's only one thing you can turn to. That's it, and that's Jesus. Well, it's good to be because you know you made the connection. I love you inserted the Americans into do not live anymore like the Gentiles, but don't live like the Americans do. This is a challenge, especially during this time when um, you know America, with all of her greatness her flaws or her failures or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think this is the time when we as Christians, we got to make sure we're identifying uh, with the right, you know, kingdom. You know Amen. That I mean? we already have a king. This Praise next God. election does not determine our king. We already have a king. Holla. We already have a kingdom. Amen. We're citizens of a great kingdom and Amen. i think we have to we have to get ab- above it in a sense yeah you know what i mean uh i don't mean that condescendingly but i think as disciples we do have a higher calling a higher standard uh but i bill i think the other thing you did here is you, you really asked a, a, a few questions there. i wrote down a couple of questions there you know mm. how many more times will you go to your dumpster and then the other That's question, question. I wrote down is what will I trust today. Yeah. And I think if you, you know, and when I do these sort of things, my, my goal is just to try to simplify what seems to be really complicated, mm. which I think is what every, every biblical writer was trying to do sure. was not to minimize the struggle. The struggle is real. Right. Uh, but to, how do I, how do I break it down to its most basic need? And, I think asking yourself those questions is like, how many more times do do you need to go to the dumpster before you realize it's gross? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and really it comes down to, well, what will I trust? Yeah. You know, and and again, you know, uh, this kind of sets us up for a, a great follow up, maybe with Romans at some point, mm. because this is the whole Romans seven to Romans eight divide. Mm. You know, 
in in Romans seven, Paul's going through this whole litany of his righteous life and how he wouldn't even have known what covetous covetousness was unless the law said do not covet, and he has this war going on in between. Yeah. And and he comes to this brilliant moment when he realizes no matter how hard he tries, something in him that is bad is always going to win. He says this amazing statement: "What a wretched man I am! <laughs> Who?" Yeah. will save me yeah. from this body of death. Not what. Yeah. Because I think one of the things we as Americans always turn to is something yeah. to try to save us. Mm-hmm. But what will you trust today? Yeah. There is no what that will make you well. Mm-hmm. There is no thing that will scratch that itch. You can't find it by clicking. You can't find it by by networking. You can't find it by by earning you can only find it in a who. Yeah. It's got to be it's got to be kind of this simple I guess I'm just going to trust Jesus and follow him today. And that is a wrap. <laughs> Sermon number 2. Brother, thank you so much for an incredible message today. Again, if you haven't had a chance to listen, go ahead and click on it. Listen to the sermon. Let it move you. Let it help you. Let it transform you. We love you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Um, Good day, everyone. All right.